We're all about turning a crappy situation into something positive. A quarter million dollars of credit card I debt. I still remember the day when no one turned up. Throw it in the garbage and start from scratch. I could give myself a chance, so I started something. I mean, I think that counts as from poop to gold. <laughs> our sponsor for this episode is our 14-day video script challenge. Yes, we are sponsoring our own show. Yes, we are. <laughs> Welcome back to From Poop to Gold. I'm your co-host, Benton Crane. And I'm here today with Zach Lonis. Zach is the director of local social media at Walmart headquarters. That's correct, yes. So Zach, that title is a bit of a mouthful. Tell us what it means. So essentially, Walmart's a global company, but we serve individual communities and individuals within the community. So local social media is where the store manager who knows the audience in their local community and the customer, the need that they have, they build a Facebook account or a social media account to show how they're providing the needs of that community, building a relationship, showing that they're not just a global company, but they're a neighbor who's there to serve you, provide low prices, services, and even give back in the community. So are these accounts on a per store basis? Yeah, all, um, all 4,700 stores have a Facebook page. We have a bunch of Instagram, I think 600 Instagram pages as well. And uh, the store managers actually run these pages. We empower them to do so. Now, is this typical for big chain stores, or is this is this kind of innovative? This is, um, from what I've seen, it's not typical. I can't find, we haven't been able to find any other retailer or company at our scale who's doing something similar. Um, oftentimes, we'll see someone who has a retailer or company who has a local page, but it's just somebody at home office or at their headquarters pushing content down. We've done it essentially in a way um, we are crowdsourcing social media marketing from our local stores, our local associates, because we believe they have the best message. They are the best face for our brand. So why not trust the people we hire? That's the goal of it. So you are managing 4,700 accounts times however many platforms those accounts live on. Is that exactly? So, well, we have Facebook and Instagram right now. Okay. We, we run the 4,700 pages and Essentially what we do is we try to train the operators how to um, use the use social media, how to put content out, what to talk about, but they bring their individual and local experience to it to make it relevant to the person down the street or their neighbor so that it's not just uh, some corporate message that doesn't make sense or matter. That's right. Talk to me about how this came to be. Did you guys start out just doing social media at a corporate level and then later you decided to make it a local thing? Yeah, it started out um, initially like every brand. There's there's just the the corporate brand accounts, right? Um, and then it was eight years ago. So prior to my time taking over this, they launched this idea of local stores. And of course, Walmart is big on testing things and seeing what works. So it went through different iterations where they would source the content down, um, or they would you know just push things out, or you could only select certain things to post about. About uh, two, two and a half years ago, we opened it up to essentially this crowdsource way of doing things where operators can post. We trust them to post the content, videos, pictures, messages, and we just look on the backside of what they're posting to um, more be a safety net than, than something they have to go through. So that's the evolution of it, and we just keep trying to find more ways to empower the, the associates to tell their story. The, the actual content for the social media? Yeah. It sounds like it's being created by local store managers. Can you talk us through what type of stuff they're doing it, how they're doing it, and um, and what kind of oversight you guys have over them? Yeah, it's uh, it's been one of the most eye-opening things to me because Walmart managers, Walmart associates, it, it's a reminder that 
the people who are out doing these jobs are just as creative and interesting as anybody else out there in the world, right? So they'll create these videos. It could be something like um, a fresh Friday where they teach you how to cut cantaloupe the proper way, all the way to something where we've seen associates that are like great rappers and they'll make a rap video about using online grocery pickup and it'll go viral where they're just using their talents from at home applying it in a Walmart way, putting it to their local community who know these people because they're rappers in that community, they're managers in that community, and meeting that localized need. So it's really interesting the way that they um, use video, photos to, to tell their story. Um, this app, we, we've created this app, and essentially they post the content through it. We don't look on the front side to say, is this okay or is this good enough? We let them post it. We see how people react to it we kind of more have their back than um, try to be a filter for what they can put out there because we, we truly believe in our people and we know that they're gonna, they know their community, they know that local audience better than we do in that home office. So why not just trust them to, to deliver the message they need to? That's what we do. Now, Walmart is a huge, huge organization. Yes. I started my career in very large organizations and I remember inside of those big organizations, the general attitude was, let's first get everything approved to make sure we're safe, we're buttoned up, we're, we're cut clean before we put anything out to the public. It sounds like you guys are flipping that on your head. And for a big corporation, that's not a small thing, I imagine. Yeah, I mean, it could, it could be really scary, but, you know, Sam Wallen, he said, our people make the difference. And Sam believed that if we ever got too far away from our local communities, then we would lose. So it's, it definitely takes a lot of trust to believe that somebody out there in a store is going to be the face of your brand, your giant global corporation, and it takes a lot of trust and empowerment in that person. But when you don't, I think the risk is bigger. When you, when you make people have to do things a certain way, cross every T and dot every I the way that you want them to, they lose their personality, they lose their passion, they lose the authenticity and that's really what customers or people are looking for. Someone who's authentic with a real message, not watered down, not filtered through the, the corporate ways of doing things. And that is what Walmart wants to do. We believe in our people. We know that they have the right message. We should just empower them to connect with the audience because that's the right thing to do. So in other words, the risk of stifling all that authenticity and creativity outweighs the risk of some damage control that could come from a from a post that doesn't uh, doesn't quite reflect well on Walmart. Is that the idea? Yeah, essentially what we believe on our team is that authenticity is more important than perfection. We believe that we'd like to hear your message, what you have to bring to the table, more than just doing it the way that we want you to. Yes, it's a risk, but like you said, the bigger risk is not empowering people. If people aren't able to take a risk or make mistakes, you lose innovation, you lose growth, you lose development, and if our company is going to really be founded and run by our associates, we have to trust them to take those risks so we can grow and innovate and develop in the future. That's right. Have you had any damage control situations? Honestly, that's probably one of the most other really big surprises to me. So we average, you know, around twelve to 15,000 posts per week we will maybe pull down less than 30 of those posts. And, it, and usually it's something we're pulling down because there was a spelling error or something and we weren't able to go in and correct it. So we just pull it down, but it's um, very little that we have to do. And again, when you give people trust, when you trust them and empower them, 
they'll usually surprise you and they actually perform better than we could have imagined when we started this thing. So very little damage control after, but crazy creative results that we're seeing that we otherwise wouldn't have. I love it. Talk to me about, um, I imagine there were conversations around, are we going to water down our brand reach by spreading it across 4,700 different accounts? How has that played out? Yeah, that's uh, that's an interesting question as well, because we, we do have that conversation of, will this water us down? Will it be inconsistent or what's it going to do to us? But what we found is that it's almost like there's multiple ways to go viral, if you will. So you have the way of going viral where you have one really good piece of content and it reaches millions of people. But what if you just took one post and have one post shared by a million people? It's essentially viral in the same type of capacity. We're doing that same thing by taking 4,700 accounts, having them all talk about Walmart. We're reaching a bigger audience, a more local audience in a more relevant way. It's actually expanding our reach beyond um, anything else that we could do. So just for example, last week we organically reached um, 23 million people. Organic reach of 23 million people from these 4,700 pages. To pay the money to get that would, would have cost us, you know, it would have cost us money. But um, by empowering our people and building it, building content that resonates, the, the audience does all the push for us. So it's just an interesting way of reaching people in a, just in a different way. Have you seen competitors start to follow suit? That's uh, so we do get, we'll have people who reach out, honestly, and I'll just say, like, hey, what are you learning? Are you willing to share anything? Um, the cool thing about Walmart is we do believe in helping other people out. We don't just believe in, you know, everything we do is top secret and nobody can know about it. So some try to do things that are similar to us, but at the end of the day, it comes down to the hardest decision every company has to make. How much will I trust my people? How much will, how much rope will I give them? Um, may, may be the question, right? But for us, we trust our people so much and there's so much belief in them and so much that we have learned from them that the scale is just overall on our side and other companies from our conversations have not been willing to put as much trust in their people to empower them the same way. So that's what's putting us ahead is just the trust in the everyday person. Zach, let's shift gears. I want to talk about your path to get here. You're at Walmart headquarters in Bentonville, Arkansas. You're overseeing a global effort. But your career, if I understand correctly, started as just a cashier at a local Walmart. Is that accurate? Yeah. Tell, accurate. tell us the backstory. Yeah, so I started, I was working two jobs um, just out of, out of school at University of Cincinnati. Working, you know, 80 hours a week. I worked a bookstore so that I could get free books to read. Um, and I also was a cashier out. It was actually Sam's Club, which is run by Walmart, right? So eventually I made enough money at Sam's Club that I could leave the other job. They gave me an opportunity to be an hourly leader, um, an hourly manager of some capacity over marketing. Um, I actually knocked doors and tried to sell memberships for Sam's Club. Did okay at that. They gave me more responsibility, more money. Um, Eventually, I started running stores in Southwestern Ohio, and I believed in Facebook. So we built our own local community um, through our Facebook page. The CMO at Walmart essentially told me you should apply for a job to be a director, scale your efforts, see what you can do. And now I am at Benville and at the headquarters doing something. 11 years ago when I started, I never would have imagined was possible. What was the key? The key was... Finding my purpose, um, I believe that I'm here to try to make 
as many people's lives just a little bit better. And I thought that I had to chase my dreams or I had to run off somewhere, go be a, I actually thought I had to be like a missionary, go serve in some third world country in order to make a difference in the world. But I learned that if I take my purpose and look at it in a different lens, I could apply it wherever I'm at. Where I was at that day was a Walmart cashier. I applied my purpose by smiling at people, being a little bit more friendly to them. And every day I just applied my purpose. And I realized that Walmart will give me a larger and larger and larger scale to live out my purpose um, the more that I that I tried. So simply that, um, finding my purpose, defining what I wanted to do, leaning into it every day, and then more scale comes as you not necessarily push to do what the company wants, but push what you want to do. And when you line up with a company who believes the same things, the sky's the limit. This is really, really fascinating. I want to dig into this a little bit deeper because so many of our listeners are either entrepreneurs or want to be entrepreneurs. And so much of the draw to entrepreneurship is this idea of living out our passion and living out our dreams and having a life that's very fulfilled, right? And when I hear you describe your path at Walmart, everything that people desire in in entrepreneurship, it sounds like you've achieved it inside of a big corporation in terms of pursuing your passion, hustling, grinding, innovating. Um, Talk to us about how that's possible inside of a big corporation. Yeah, I think that it really comes down to how much are you willing to to take risk as an individual. So believe it or not, one of the core aspects to my success has been the fact that I don't care if I get fired tomorrow um, because I'm here to live out my purpose. Walmart has the same beliefs as me, so it works out really well with Walmart. But I'm I'm not here to work at Walmart. I'm I'm not even here, as, as bad as this may sound, I'm not here to make money. I'm here to make an impact on the world. And nobody will stop me from doing that. When you when you work at a large corporation, if you're living out your purpose and things don't line up or you get fired or they don't want you to do things or it's just feeling like you're banging your head into a brick wall, it just simply means that you're at a company that doesn't have the same beliefs as you. doesn't mean that the overall idea of, of growing inside a corporation is wrong. It just means you're inside the wrong corporation. You can try to fix or change that corporation or go find one that already believes the same things as you. That's just, I got really lucky with Walmart. They believe the same things about making the world a better place as I do, the same way that I do. So it's worked for me, but that's my advice is find the right company and you can grow. And if not, I think entrepreneurship and doing your own thing, um, I think that's great. I have four sisters, all of them own businesses. My dad owns a business, so it's in my blood and it's around, but I just took it this different way um, because it works for me. I love it. And in fact, I'm finding it personally very inspirational because I know that at Harmon Brothers, our why is to share better stories. That's who we are. That's what's core to us. And so every new person who comes into our organization, that's always my number one question. Are they passionate about sharing better stories? Does it drive them? Does it ignite a fire inside of them? And... I always know that if I can find people who are passionate, that their why aligns with our why, then those beliefs line up. And now hearing your story, it's a, it's a reminder to me that I need to make sure that I'm giving my people the trust and the empowerment um, to be able to, to go do their thing and, and trust more that what they come up with will vastly outweigh any risk of, 
of of something bad that could happen, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think that's the way it is. I mean, I meet so many people. It's one of the cool things. I do also, I, no, I haven't even talked about it. I do also run our corporate culture magazine. It's called Walmart World. Sam Walton started in 1971. That takes me to all these stores across, like literally across the globe. I meet these people in Walmart. They're just doing fascinating things. But if Walmart or their store manager, whoever it may be, didn't provide them with the freedom to live out their purpose, if the values didn't align in the corporate culture or whatnot, they wouldn't be making the differences they are. Like a guy I met up in Canada named Joe who is going to reduce the amount of plastic that's used in Walmart globally just from a small invention he came up with because he knew Walmart wanted to reduce plastic use. He had an idea. He worked at Walmart. He spoke up because we believe in that. And now here we are, and it's going to it's going to be a game changer for, for Walmart and for the world, really. But it takes a company believing in its people. It takes people aligning with those values and willing to speak up in order for those types of things to happen. So, yes, I think you can change the world out as an entrepreneur. I think it's great. I honestly think it's one of, like, the pinnacles of society myself. But I also believe you can change the world right where you are. Maybe you're a cashier today. You can change the world as a cashier. Maybe you are sitting in an office at a desk. You can change the world from there. Your job title doesn't dictate how you can change the world. You do as an individual what you bring to the job, what you bring to the job title, and what you bring to the world. So don't let a corporation, a job title, and that stop you from being the person that you were created to be on this earth. I love it. Love it so much. Uh, for our listeners... Do you have any anything coming down the pipeline that you'd like to uh, give a little sneak peek? Yeah. Um, one of our big things, like I've been alluding to, so we, we believe in this crowdsourced social media marketing from Walmart Associates. So we just did this really cool thing. We called it the Walmart Rap Battle Challenge, and it's these associates who are just amazing, talented rappers, and they're going out and creating rap songs about online grocery pickup, right? It's been really cool. So you'll see more and more things like that coming from Walmart. We're going to have um, associates create the next Walmart commercial as a contest. So literally crowdsourcing from Walmart associates to make a commercial. It's all about the trust that we have in them. Um, it's about how creative and amazing they are and allowing people to bring passions to work in a different way. So you'll see more of that coming from Walmart. Um, tie tying into and leaning into our associates and their creative passion. So that's what's coming. How can our listeners follow you, Zach? Um, I am on Instagram, Zachary P. Lonis. I am on LinkedIn. That's where I'm the most active. Zachary Lonis on there as well. Um, and of course, just follow the Walmart accounts and you'll see sprinkles of me behind the scenes doing things. Zach, thank you so much for coming on our podcast. It's such a pleasure to get to know you and your story is a huge inspiration for me. We have a little gift for you. Uh, this is a little gift back from our from some of our clients. Thanks for listening to From Poop to Gold. Make sure to like, share, and subscribe, and we'll see you on the next one. As entrepreneurs and small businesses, we all kind of reach that point where we know we've created something awesome and we want to share it with the world, right? Mm -hmm. And it's that very next step that can oftentimes be really intimidating or really scary, or you just don't know where to go next, right? And the beautiful thing about this 14-day script challenge is you get your hand held from, okay, you have this cool product, now let's go research and find the exact way to present it and message it to the world in a way that resonates and gets people excited and they're ready to swipe their credit card and purchase. And in the 14-day script challenge, you get the opportunity to go through that step-by-step 
with our writers who have done it dozens and dozens of times. Yeah, you actually watch us go through each of the steps ourselves and create it with a real client, a real product, and um, it's a real campaign that's out there that's been very successful. That's right. And the feedback that we've had on this thing has just been phenomenal. I mean, we get comment after comment and emails flowing in from people all over the world who have just uh, raved about the impact that this has had on their business. People tell us over and it, people tell us over and over again, it is just a huge value punch for the investment for this 14-day script challenge, and and really gave them the tool set they needed to walk through it and make it happen. And we've had. Um, we've had dozens of students who have successfully taken the challenge, written their script, launched their ad campaigns, and driven success for their business. It's pretty amazing. For more information, go to hbros.co slash script.